You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's talk a little more NFL action. To do that, we welcome on now Jason Horowitz, voice of the Las Vegas Raiders. And Jason, uh, as a Green Bay Packer fan, I really miss Devontae Adams. So watching, let's start with the offensive side of the ball. Devontae Adams, only one reception, I believe, on four targets last week. What have you noticed? What's going on with the offensive side of the ball right now? Because Josh Jacobs has been a great story, especially the last four weeks, where it looked like he won't, he might not even make the roster. He's probably been the uh, one bright spot for the offensive side of the ball here the last couple of weeks. What's going wrong with uh, Vegas right now? Before we get to that, I'm more concerned. Is P.J. worried that that's a home <laughs> run because he's got the under seven and a half? <laughs> Or are you more concerned because you just don't want the cheating Astros to win another World Series? Uh, Jason, I'm that's curious a, where that's coming from. That's a great question. I know. I bet the Phillies on the money line. So uh, okay. uh, yeah, and they did rule it. You did, and they actually they ruled it a double. So so that was a big break there. All right, good. All right, solid. <laughs> um, I I so Josh, I don't. Okay, so Josh Jacobs, first and foremost, I don't personally believe that story about. Wasn't going to make the roster trade bait the whole thing. I, I don't. I don't think that was ever true. Uh, you know, a lot was made of that with the Hall of Fame game. He had five or six first quarter quick carries against the Jaguars, and 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 she's like, oh, why is he playing all that stuff? So I, 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 there's something there. What's there? I don't really know, but I don't really think they were ever thinking about trading him. And the reason I say that is because if you look at the amount of carries Josh Jacobs has had compared to any other running back on the roster, he has 121 rushing attempts, and the next highest for a running back is seven. There's no way that they were thinking to themselves, well, we're going to just get rid of Josh Jacobs or trade him, and we're going to go with Zimmer White. Because if that were true, he'd be getting a lot more carries than the four of the five that he has this year. Um, what's going on with the offense? i got to be honest, guys, I, I'm not positive what happened in New Orleans. Because – you know, the, the Devontae Adams situation and all that stuff, the Raiders came into the Saints game, the third highest scoring offense in the league, 20, whatever it was, 7, 28 a game, behind only Buffalo and Kansas City, and the Saints had the second worst defense in the league. So you go into that game thinking, okay, they may not win because the defense struggles and you're going to have to outscore the Saints, but, but you think that you're going to score, let alone cross midfield, let alone everything else. So I think a couple of factors came in. One, um, Devontae Adams was, was out last week, all week of practice with an illness. He was still listed yesterday as a limited participant with an illness. I don't know how much of a factor that played. Maybe that played yeah. a factor. Um, and so Darren Waller not playing again, I think, also played a role. You know, I think that surprised a lot of people when he was inactive. I, I think the feeling around the team on Saturday was that he was going to be a go. Uh, I know it was the feeling around us when we were heading to the, the, the stadium on Sunday morning. So when we got the inactive report at 1140 or 1145 or whatever that was Eastern and saw that he wasn't playing, I think that was a little bit of a surprise. 
Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sweating out this first oh, half under. Yeah, Jason, Jason no. I'm in a bad mood. I have the, I took an alternate first half, uh, 26 and a half, and with Miles Sanders to have multiple touchdowns, and that looks like very good right now. Where, so I'm where just, are we right now on that? Well, I know it's 14-7. Yeah, I but it's an incomplete pass. Was the, yeah, incomplete pass was the call on the field, but they're reviewing it right now, 37 seconds. It looks like he had it, but it was ruled an incomplete pass. So I'm kind of in the sweat chamber right now with 37 seconds left. But I, now, I, I any, am very interested in talking. Did anybody about. have the over Damian Pierce first half yards? I got it. That looks like a big one. Yeah, we did. And then the uh, the carries. He's, oh, he's no. going to go over the 16 and a half carries probably in the first oh, half. I think they're too. about to call it a completion. I can just feel it. I can just feel it. I can just feel it. Jason, what I would like? I like oh, the amount of God. angst that people, if, if there are people <laughs> listening to this show, I got to be honest, guys, the <laughs> amount of angst with every sentence that you have, as you're literally just sitting watching probably on a given night, five or six things all at once. Oh, yeah. And nobody really knows what you're watching. You have to tell them at that moment what you're watching because yep. this is radio, not TV. Uh, and actually, I'm not positive if you're streaming this or not, but, but, but they don't know what you're watching. They just feel your anxiety level for three hours. That's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. it, it so shines through, that. doesn't it, Jason? I'm ready to talk to you. The bet is dead. Um, <laughs> Ryan, I, I'm, I'm going to choose violence. Ryan said that the Raiders had the worst roster in the division. Uh, what did. are your thoughts on just kind of that today? sentiment? Uh, recently. Or, or like, before the season. No, no, no. But, like, do they have the worst roster today or before the season started? I said it before the season. He I, did. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was between them and the Denver Broncos, and I chose them. Obviously, you know, the Chargers have been a little overhyped, and they're all beat up right now. But I, I love this. Right. I, I still like the Chiefs a lot, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, look, so so uh, <laughs> as the voice of the Raiders, I cannot tell yeah, you that they I have mean... the best or the worst roster in the division. Of <laughs> I, I will tell you that they do not have the worst roster where we stand with all the teams and who's injured and who's been traded. Right. That I, that I definitely – with Denver trading Bradley Chubb and the injuries that they have had as well, um, the struggles that they have had, the, the losses they've suffered on the offensive line and the receiver, like there's no question that the roster on the Raiders is better than that of the Broncos. Um, the, you know, the Chargers have been trying to get so many different players back uh, from injury, and frankly, at this particular moment, because we played them in Week One, I don't know who's on, who's up, and who's down at this particular moment. Um, but but the Raiders roster in terms of talent particularly on the offensive side of the ball, is nowhere near what two and five is. Um, and I would say, and that's the other thing I think that's most frustrating for Raiders fans, is that there's nowhere, from a roster's talent standpoint, they're nowhere near that point from a defensive perspective. Max Crosby is one of the best yeah. defensive linemen in the NFL. Chandler Jones, going into the season, has the most sacks of anybody over the course of the last 10 years, including double-digit sacks last year. Um, you know, Denzel Perriman is a guy going into this year with needing a contract and ha- coming off a massive season at linebacker. Nate Hobbs was a guy that maybe not everybody around the NFL was talking about, but, but certainly players. Lovey Smith coached him at Illinois, said he was going to be a good player when he came out of college. Before he went on IR heading into the Texans game, he was having a Pro Bowl-type season at corner. So you've got a good corner a good linebacker who's had concussion and knee issues, two, one outstanding defensive end, and one outside linebacker edge rusher who you think is going to be great. Those are four cornerstone pieces, and it hasn't come together, right? They've given up more than 20 points in every single game. Their red zone defense is a massive struggle. It's almost as bad as it was last year when they were worse in the NFL. So that puzzling part 
why all of these things haven't come together for the first seven games, all of that has been maddening to Raider Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jason, I want to touch on that point with you because the Raiders, they're 0-5 this season when they score less than 30 or more points. You know, there are teams in the league like the Carolina Panthers. I think they're 1-28 and in their last 29 games when their opponent scores more than 17 points. They just can't win shootouts. So do you yeah. think the Raiders, could they win a slugfest? Could they win a 17-14, 14-10 kind of game? Or... Do you think moving forward, if they want to stack wins, then, you know, overs might be a way to bet this team? Do you think they can only win shootouts? So I, I, my gut would say yes, and then they get shut out in New Orleans. Yeah. And I think the over-under uh, was 47 or 48, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And it was a 20, you know, a total of 24. So, so I, I, I don't. I don't think they can hold anybody to 10 points. And I, don't, I think that's asking too much of them to hold somebody to 10 points. I think when they hold someone to 20 or 24, they can win most games. And the reality is, is that they have been in position to win shootouts multiple times. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals game, remember, that's the largest blown lead in franchise history. They yeah. were 20 to nothing and in overtime got a stop on a fourth down play, and we're in Daniel Carlson field goal position, and unfortunately Hunter Renfro suffered a concussion and fumbled the football, and, and it was, a, it was a, uh, you know, a fumble recovery for a touchdown in Arizona win. The Chiefs game, Josh Jacobs is stopped, what, four or five inches short of the goal line on a two-point conversion? So they, they're down by one, but even with that, they have the ball and they're going for it. You could, man, why don't we run the ball? What kind of you run that play? But Josh McDaniels has been aggressive in his play calling all year. And I think there is some appreciation for that. It hasn't worked every time. Um, but there have been some that really have been successful. And I think, and I don't have it in front of me, um, I, think, I think the Raiders this year on fourth down are like six of seven or six of eight. I mean, they've been very successful uh, when they've had to be in that type of situation. Um, but, but they've had some really bad luck. And they've had a lot of inconsistency. And that's how you get two and five. Jason, how long have you been the voice of the Raiders? Uh, what's today? November 3rd? Mm. 
three months and and a week. (laughs) Because I was going to ask you just in terms of like the weirdest thing you've been around, because there's been a lot in the last like half decade with the whole Antonio Brown and everything. But uh, we can we can move right on. Yeah, Um, none of that. I you know, and there's kind of been an overhaul from of the organization from. Uh, and I don't think I don't necessarily think my position is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know the investigation into the organization, um, the the hiring of a of a new president, um, you know a lot of obviously a new head coach, all of that stuff uh, ha- has has gone on over the last couple of years. So there's been a lot of change and turnover within the organization at many different positions. Um, but yeah, so I, I took over a July 26th. I think the announcement was made. Got it. How are how are people really quickly feeling about Josh McDaniels overall right now? Because I think there was a lot of fanfare when he got hired and he's yeah. had some he's had some sort of ups and downs along the road. Great play caller, but ha- obviously had some issues with, you know, botching the Colts job and then what happened with Denver. So just curious if in your neck of the woods, if things are starting to get hot there. Well, I mean, he's had a couple of meetings with owner Mark Davis. Um, after a couple of losses, they 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 had a, a closed door meeting before he met the media after the zero and three start when they lost in Nashville to Tennessee. Um, they had another meeting uh, that was reported about after this weekend's twenty four nothing loss in New Orleans. Um, I can't speak to other teams, or I can't speak to to, to frankly that matter with this team. How how often there's a closed door owner head coach meeting? Um, within a season as often as there has been this season. Um, so I think there's certainly some frustration. I do not believe under any circumstances that they are going to make a move, uh, nor do I think they should. I don't have any inside information on that. Um, but I don't think there's any movement to change anything today, and I don't know that that would even happen after year one. Um, I personally like Josh McDaniels. I like his demeanor. I like his temper. Um, I like how his approach with us has been. I appreciate Dave Ziegler and, and, and everything that our conversations have been. I do believe they have a lot of things in place um, moving forward. I, I just, you know, to, it's based, it's real, realistically, this team is two plays away from having a totally different feeling about what this season has been and where they're going to be. And unfortunately, they've gone the wrong direction. Jason, we got about 30 seconds left. Just wanted to ask you, because I know you you keep your eye on college football a little bit. Three yeah. massive games this weekend. Notre Dame, Clemson, R- Bama, L. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Rice and UTEP. Yeah, Jason, exactly. man, we like you a lot. Yeah. yeah, come back. Bama, LSU, Notre Dame, Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia. Those three games, if you had to pick an underdog to win outright this weekend, who'd you take? Tennessee. Wow. Uh, and I, I, by the way, I... I well, let me flip that. Notre Dame. Ooh. There you the go. Irish, Ooh. The Irish, the Irish, Ooh. You're definitely coming back. <laughs> they're starting to play a little bit better uh, as the year has gone on, and their running game really came alive against the Syracuse defense that up until last week had been pretty good. Um, so so maybe they're starting to develop there. Um, I don't know that I like any of those, uh, but Notre Dame being at home and all that stuff, uh, I, I, I would say that's the one. I agree. Jason, thanks so much, man. Have a good call this week, okay? All right, you guys. Be good. Thanks, Jason. You too.